Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash Entitled People, where people truly believe that nobody else matters in the world but themselves. And in today's episode, OP tells a tale about living in the same building with a super entitled, unhinged nightmare neighbor. And boy, oh boy, guys, it's such a crazy story. I hope you enjoyed today's lineup. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Okay, so I'm a 28-year-old female, and I have a niece who's 16 years old. She's my only sister's only child. Two years ago, I married a very wealthy man, and because of the pandemic, last Christmas was the first with my in-laws. My mother-in-law gifted me a coat that's worth more than $20,000, because I saw her wearing it, asked her where she bought it, and she said it'll be my Christmas gift from her. Now, I didn't know how much it was at the time she said it. I knew it was expensive, but I thought maybe $3,000 at most. And I won't lie, when I found out the price of it, I didn't wear it after because I was afraid of ruining it. But last week, I wore it while visiting my sister. And while I was putting it back on to leave, I felt something go splat on my back. And then my knee starts cackling, and then the smell of paint hit me. I was so pissed off, while my niece wasn't apologetic at all. Her entitled attitude believes that she can do no wrong. Her mom did scream at her and said she was grounded. She then said that she'll pay for the dry cleaning. So while I'm sitting in my car, still in shock by the way, I get this alert on my phone that my niece posted an Instagram reel. It was of her doing a prank on me. In the video, she says, Watch, watch, I'm gonna hit my aunt's $20,000 coat with a paint balloon. Let's see how she reacts. I then saved the video on my phone, sent it to her mom, and told her that one week's grounding isn't enough. She didn't reply. The next day I found out my coat can't be saved. So I called my sister and told her that her daughter has to pay it back. Well, as soon as I said that I want to be reimbursed, we got into a huge argument. And that's when she said that they won't be paying for it, and if I wanted a new one, I should get my rich husband to buy one for me. I think they should pay for it, and in my opinion, they should sell my niece's car and pay me back my money. So I told her that I will be suing, and reminded her that I have video evidence that her daughter A did it on purpose for online clout, and B knew exactly how expensive it was, and she still did it. People in my life are not objective at all. I have some people calling me the a-hole, some people saying that they're the a-holes for not buying me a new one, and some are so obsessed with the price of the coat that they're calling me an a-hole for simply owning it and wanting a new one. So am I the a-hole? Okay, so first of all, I just want to say that this isn't even a prank, guys. Like, what OP's niece did is outright destroying someone's personal property. It's a crime. The niece knew the value of the coat was extreme, and she deliberately set out to destroy it, record it, put it on social media to gain attention from it, and in my opinion, she needs to learn a lesson. And guys, the worst part of it all is she wasn't even apologetic. Now that's some super self-entitled attitude, believing you can't do wrong. So guys, let me know, if you were in OP shoes, are you taking a family member to court? If not, let me know what punishment you'd come up with to fit this crime. 
I've always lived in the city, but I moved to a very small town last year. There's lots of farms, ranches, and woods, and I'm actually growing to love it. Except for the community of rich and entitled people who come down on the weekends. Now thankfully, I don't work in customer service in any form, so my contact with them is minimal. This is one encounter that I'll remember forever. I was shopping on a Friday afternoon a few months ago, stocking up on regular stuff, as well as a planned party for my significant other's co-workers, so the total came to about $200. I had been helping bag everything as it was being rung up, so the clerk finishes, gives me the total, but before I could move, the woman in line behind me stomps forward. The woman swiped her card and punched in her pin, and then she went back to yakking on her phone. Now, of course, I just stood there for a moment, just looking at her. I finally said, uh, excuse me. She then cut this glare at me and turned away. So again I said, ma'am, ma'am, excuse me. And I get in response, are you stupid? I'm on the damn phone, I don't want to talk to you. God, some people are so rude. And I'm thinking, oh, you want rude? I tell her, I was just wondering why you paid for my groceries, not that I don't appreciate it. And the Karen says, what? I'm not paying for your stupid groceries. What makes you think anyone would just pay for you? I tell her, well, you just did, ma'am. You swiped your card and you paid for my groceries. And she says, it doesn't matter when I swipe the card during the transaction. I tell her, uh, it does if she's still ringing up my groceries. And now we've got a problem. The transaction is complete, and yes, she's paid for my $200 groceries. She actually got off the phone at that point, and if you guessed that she was upset at me for her mistake, you'd be right. We then get a manager over to figure out what to do. They end up deciding for the manager to do a complete return of the groceries to her card, and then ring them up again so I can pay. And cue the bitching. Karen is crying and moaning and complaining that she's in a hurry, that her time is valuable, that this is ridiculous, and all employees are screw-ups. Hearing her say that, I toss in, Lady, at this point I could just walk out the door, my groceries are paid for, and this is a problem that you caused, so don't act like it's anyone else's fault. As soon as I say that, she gives me the death stare. The clerk had gone to another register and started ringing other customers, but there was a guy standing behind Karen. The guy's a solid 6'6 or more, just a huge guy. He's an obvious biker. He was wearing black leather, t-shirt, chains, you name it. And when I said that, he just cracks up laughing and said, Wow, you're a cute thing, but you're a little badass, aren't you? The Karen then turned to him and screamed, Don't you effing talk to her! And I'm thinking, that's it, lady. Poke the grizzly bear. What could happen? And this guy's face went from laughing to scary in a second flat. He told her, lady... You need to just stand there quietly while they clean up the mess you made. The only person you should be angry at is yourself. Now, I don't intimidate easily, but even then, I was nervous. But then he smiled and winked at me. The manager does the return, and I chat with the scary biker guy. He told me that he keeps telling his little girl that it's important to be polite, but it's also important to stand up for yourself. The whole time, Karen was just staring forward with an annoyed face. The clerk offered to check him out a few times, but he just stood there. Arms crossed, a solid mountain of a man, talking to me. Finally, the return is done, and the Karen has the nerve to ask, So, since the problem is fixed now, you can check me out first, right? I'm late for my appointment. At that I said no, and the manager started re-ringing my stuff. And here's a final dig. The Karen starts saying, I'm never shopping here again, and do you know how much business you're gonna lose? To which the badass biker dude looks at her and smirked, What? 30, 35 dollars? 
He then looks at the manager and says, Oh my god, you're gonna have to lay off half your staff. How can you afford to stay open without her shopping here? The manager finished scanning my items and I left. I don't know what happened after. Guys, entitled Karens never cease to amuse me. Like after all the trouble she caused, she actually had the nerve to say, So you're gonna check me out first, right? Because I have places to be. I'm more important than everyone. Yada yada yada. And guys, I do have one question though, because I've never seen a place where you can pay for the transaction before all the items are scanned. Like, usually they ring you up first, tell you the total, and then the machine prompts you for payment, right? So I don't know what the heck this Karen was thinking. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So here's a little info on me. I'm a 30-year-old female, American, with several mental disorders, including autism, psychosis, depression, the list goes on and on. However, something to note is that these do not cause me to lose compassion. In fact, they do the opposite. I'm very friendly and I worry too much about others, and that often gets me in trouble. So, I live in SIP housing, supported, independent, and I forgot what the P stands for. But it's not an adult foster home. In fact, most people here come from group homes. I'm a rare case, in which I didn't. However, I did fall into a massive depressive lap, which caused me to require some extra assistance. So things you need to know about this is there's only one washer and dryer, outside of my apartment. There was staff in-house for 12 hours, and then on call for the other 12. When I moved in, I was the only girl. And at first, things were pretty fine. The neighbor in the apartment down from me seemed fine. We'll call him Entitled A-Hole. When I first moved in, Entitled A-Hole was friendly. Sometimes, he'd ask to borrow a bowl or something, but he was good at returning it. However, he very quickly noticed one thing, that I drove a car. The model is important. I drove a tiny Prius, however, he was too large to fit inside my tiny car, and thus, when asking me super late at night for rides, I would always decline. Now, I didn't decline just due to his size, however, and yes, it was a factor, but I'm also night blind. I can't see at night, and thus I refuse to drive late at night. And this is where his entitlement starts. As soon as I denied him, a switch basically flipped. He went from being nice to mean in a matter of seconds. He started blaring loud music and locking me outside if I walked out the downstairs door and other petty things like that. Soon, a downstairs neighbor moved in. They became friends, and he was over at her place a few times. But soon, he did the same thing to her. But instead of asking her for rides, he was constantly trying to bum 420. She denied sharing, and he did the same petty things to her. I got along great with downstairs neighbor, and she would often cook meals with me, to which he would suddenly be there knocking on the door as soon as he noticed smells, begging for meals. 
We refused to feed him, as he never made any effort to help us with prep, cleaning, or even purchasing food. Plus, it's weird to have a neighbor constantly asking for food. And then one day, downstairs neighbor's keys went missing. She thought it was odd, and a few days later, they reappeared. However, she caught the entitled a-hole breaking into her apartment. Despite my suggestions to call police or asking if she needed help, she declined and simply started refusing him to come in, and finally had her locks changed. And then I got the dreaded sign. So at a craft show, I found this adorable sign that said, My cats and I talk about you. I thought it was funny, so I bought it on the spot and I put it on my door. I have two cats, and thus, I thought that would fit. Then, the entitled a-hole wrote a note on my door. The note said, If you cause issues for me, I'll cause issues for the town. Seeing that, I instantly went to Lindsay, the staff manager, and told her about it. She came, and sure enough, it was his writing. She sent images to the owner of the building. Of course, they told me to take down my sign, thinking it would help solve the issue. So I grudgingly did, and things only escalated from there. The entitled a-hole started turning off the only lights in the hallway, and he started swearing at me as I walked past him, glaring at me, creeping on me. Sometimes, he would stand out front of my door and I would see his shadow, because of my tinted plastic glass panel I had on my door. And of course, things kept getting worse. The guy starts messing with my laundry, and not because I left it in the dryer too long either. I had just thrown my laundry into the dryer, and suddenly, I hear someone messing with the machine. The guy would take my laundry out, throw it onto the floor, and then throw his in. So I went and complained again to Lindsay, and she talked to the owner. He assigned us days to do our laundry instead of handling this person. And then the fire alarm started. And yes, I said fire alarms. Now please note that I live in a super old building. The wires for the fire alarms on the top floor are all connected. So if the entitled neighbor decides to set off his fire alarm at 3am by pressing a button, it set it off for all of us. Well, at least friendly neighbor, entitled a-hole, and myself. Again I complained, and again Lindsay did what she could. And after a week of no sleep, it finally stopped, because he changed tactics. The guy would start waiting until 15 minutes before noise violations could be called, and he would blare his music in bursts. And right as it hit the time I could call the police, he would stop. This would become an on-off routine, and sadly, staff couldn't do anything, as the owner simply said to call police and have them deal with it. The lights continued to go on and off, and my door was nearly broken into at 2 o'clock in the morning. Again, we called the owner, and again, no response. Downstairs neighbor told me that the entitled a-hole had been talking about how he was a tester for God, and a lot of other unhinged things, and nothing was done. Finally, I had a panic attack. I had never had one before, so I went to the ER. I came back and settled into my bed, slept a few hours, and it was my laundry day. I went to put my laundry in and noticed something. The guy had put his laundry in, on my day specifically. The guy was doing it intentionally to goad me. And at that, I finally broke. I had enough. I went to ask Sam, the member of staff, to see what she could do. And she said she was unable to do anything. And before people yell about Sam, I questioned her further later. She wasn't afraid for herself. She was afraid because there isn't staff here 24-7. She was afraid for me. I just wanted clean sheets, and I couldn't even get that basic right. So I called the owner sobbing, explaining everything, and again, nothing happened. I contacted his ex-guardian, and I expressed my fear for my own life, as the entitled neighbor has become increasingly unhinged. She told me to call the cops, and I called them a few hours ago, and still no one has dropped by, but I will be filing a police report. Every female in this six-person residence, so four of us, are terrified of him. 
Finally, we call the owner and his brother, and they're trying to figure out what to do. My caseworker is trying to find me a new place to live, just in case I can't get him out of here. Update number one. Tomorrow, I'm filling out a restraining order against him. I've tried to cut all contact, and yeah. Today, he decided to up his game. And he came outside my door and started saying things like how I'm so fat, ugly, and couldn't get laid. And how he was such a catch. And how he couldn't pay anyone to be with me, and he couldn't even get a dog to like me. So with that, I called 911. I told them everything, and they said there was nothing they could do, and to file it with the courts, so here I am. The guy's been screaming at 11am to 3am randomly, he also bangs on my door, harasses me, and they've had to put locks over the hallway lights to stop him from flipping them on and off. He's even popped both of one of our staff workers' front tires. The guy screwed in two screws, so when she got home, it had flat tires. Luckily, her family helped her out, and I swear, my life is such a soap opera right now, but it gets worse. Things were so-so, but now it's gotten destructive, and yesterday, the guy tried to attack me. Now please note that where I live, they dispense meds, and they give us 15 minutes with a staff person to catch them up. Entitled A-Hole came in right after me, and he wanted me out, and I hadn't even taken my meds. When I politely told him it was my time, he started to yell. So I shut a door between us, and then retreated back to my caretaker. And the guy tried and nearly did kick down the door. There was a huge mark on it, and he broke the molding around it. The police were called, and then nothing. They said they couldn't do anything. I was in fear already, for he was screaming how he wanted me to move, how he wanted me gone, how this place was his place, and everyone has to basically bow down to him. And then I got texts. Texts that he was planning on hurting me. The guy told everyone that he was going to get even, and that he was going to physically hurt me, and he was gonna make me pay. The police came back, and I was afraid. I spent a night in a hotel alone, without my cats, because they wouldn't let me bring her. And upon waking, my caretaker sent me a message, that I was in line for an apartment. I called them, and I wasn't up there just yet. There were five people ahead of me, and only four apartments. However, from the sounds of it, two people are not wanting it already, so I'm almost guaranteed this place if they don't call by the 25th. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that this lines up, and by the end of the month, I'm free, because honestly, I can't keep doing this. I'll keep you guys updated. Update number three. It's been a rough few days. I hope you're in for a roller coaster. So I got a letter, and it sounds like two people at least dropped out of the running, leaving the apartment most likely open to me. I filled out my paperwork and sent it in yesterday. Now please note that after I spent the night in the hotel, he was taken shortly after for a psych eval. I had three days of peace. My caretaker, on the other hand, did not. He called and threatened her, and he demanded that the owner of the complex bail him out. However, on the fourth day, I get a frantic call from my caretaker. My caretaker says, he's gonna be here any moment, I just got a warning call. And sure enough, five minutes later, I got a text from her saying, call 911. Instantly I called, and the police were there shortly. However, while we waited, I called her. He had pinned her in the office, and he was screaming in her face. She only had her phone on her, but she couldn't call due to likely aggravating him more. So she texted me before calling the landlord like he was demanding. When he finally let her out, I just called and checked on her. She was trembling, and her voice was shaking, and she was running to her car. The police couldn't take him in, since he hadn't touched us. I stayed a night at my family's and then returned to my complex. They got a court order to re-grab him for the psych evaluation. But six hours later, he was out again, and he was released in the middle of the night. 
I thought I was hallucinating when I heard his voice last night, only for the male caretaker to tell me, hey, I just got a call, apparently he was released. Instantly, I called my caretaker and said, I'll get the personal protection forms, print them off, and I'll have male caretaker take me to the courts. On a good side, I am waiting to hear back to see if I got the apartment. Wish me luck. I'll likely know next week, as their paperwork is being delivered Saturday. Update number four. The final update. Well, he did do some creepy things since the last update, like invading my personal space, and of course, creeping on me and my sweet neighbor, as I was trying to give her a pair of shoes and staring at us through his door. He was closing the hallway door, so he could hear if someone had to open it. I had gone to a restaurant one day as well, and my caretaker was coming shortly after. I saw him harassing the waitstaff that had gotten him fired, because apparently he had been harassing all the women, and then threatening when he was told to stop. They told me they didn't want him there, but he's been doing a show of force to try to scare people. The waitress was sweet, and she was ready to call 911 if he got anywhere near me or my caretaker. However, he didn't. And now for the juicy part you've all been looking for. The guy was arrested, not just sent to the mental hospitals. So yesterday, after he went to the ER, he decided to threaten people. The police had enough, so they nabbed him, and hopefully for good. I got a text. I thought they were just dragging him to the mental hospital, but no. They booked him, and they're charging him with assault, battery, and more. A few days later, I found out that he's in jail. And he's in jail until his sentencing. My new apartment's locked down, I'm accepted, and I'll move as soon as it's fixed up. My caretaker visited me the other day to let me know what finally happened. The verdict. The guy was not guilty due to insanity. However, this doesn't mean he got off scot-free. As soon as a bed is open, he goes into a mental institution. And hopefully he either gets well or stays there until I grow old. I did end up moving, and it's a great place here. I finally started to socialize and to have fun, and I've been playing a lot of games. Everyone says I sound much better and more relaxed. Guys, so reading this post, I was actually getting pretty upset at the fact that the police never did anything. And the only reason the guy was arrested was he made himself enough of a nuisance. Not because he was harassing, mentally torturing, and displaying violent behavior towards other human beings for months. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy, crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash petty revenge, where OP gets revenge on a nightmare Karen neighbor. And the ending is so satisfying, guys. Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.